I'm here today with Mark Schaefer. Mark is the author of many of the best business books that I've ever read. Um, he's got the world's best-selling book on Twitter. It's called The Tao of Twitter. He's got a book called Known, K-N-O-W-N, that for me is the best book on marketing strategy I've ever read. Um, it's the most popular book on personal branding. Um, he's got another book called The Content Code, which for me is the best tactical marketing book that I've ever read. <laughs> and then he's got more recent books, Market, Marketing Rebellion, that talks about how consumers are really driving the truck in terms of uh, marketing. But he also has a new book that's just come out called Cumulative Advantage, How to Build Momentum for Your Ideas, Business, and Life Against All Odds. And so, Mark, it's such a pleasure to have you join us today. Brian, I've had a star on my calendar for this day. I, I just couldn't wait to, to talk to you again. You're one of my favorites. Well, I mean, Mark, you know, as you know, I've so respected and so benefited from all the work that you've done. And so I, I don't have enough appreciation to be able to ex, uh, expound on for that. But uh, <laughs> I, I use your books and reference your books in all the classes that I teach on any of this stuff. Oh, thank you. So um, before we dive into the books, maybe you can just give us a quick overview of your background too, because that's kind of amazing. Yeah, my, um, well, I, I started out as, as a journalist and uh, got into business and, and, and corporate communications and really fell in love with marketing. That, to me, there's just, it's just endlessly fascinating. That is the front lines of business and was in the corporate world for quite a while and got to do every kind of marketing you can think of, international and e-commerce and, you know, product development and product launches. So I had a wonderful, wonderful career. Uh, when I earned my MBA, I got to study under uh, Peter Drucker for three years, wow. which was you know really a formative time in my life. And I, I hear Dr. Drucker talking in my head almost every day. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and uh, also had a, got a master's degree in applied behavioral sciences, which really helped me as a consultant. In 2008, I started my own business. And of course, social media was really exploding at that time. And so I needed to immerse myself in social media if I really wanted to teach about it, consult about it. So I started a blog. The blog led to books. I've written nine books now. And uh, thank you for your kind words on that. And then the books led to speaking and, and, and bigger consulting contracts. And so now I, uh, in, in, let's say in normal times, I would speak, be speaking on you know, big stages around the world and meeting with big companies around the world. And so it's, it's been a great, uh, a great career. Well, absolutely. You've really made the most of it for sure. Um, I didn't even mention that, you know, he's written in every business uh, magazine or online venue that matters uh, as well as way beyond that. And I, another book that I didn't even mention is Return on Influence, which was the first book on influencer marketing, which yeah. was a pretty groundbreaking book in its yeah. time as well. And so that book sort of plays an interesting role in my new book. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So um, before we get to the new book, though, I really want to talk about, for instance, Known. Sure. Because I, I know you've come back to that several times since you wrote it. And yes. talked about how, you know, you still believe what you wrote in that. And I do, too. Oh, 100%. It's more important than ever. It's more <laughs> relevant today than it was. I guess that came out in 2017. And um, 
but so there's been this trajectory because you mentioned return on influence. And what I was excited about in 2012 was this shift in power in the world where we don't need media companies anymore. If you've got a Wi-Fi connection and a keyboard, you can create content. You can have a voice. Then the content code. Oh my gosh, there's so much content. How do we stand out? Known. What does this mean to us for individuals? How do we take advantage of this historically important opportunity? Marketing rebellion sort of guides us, okay, the customers are in control now. They're the ones that have the power. What does that mean for a marketing organization? Now, here we are, cumulative advantage. And all the dots still connect. The dots still connect. Because the main problem that I solve in this book is, we are being overwhelmed with information and content. And even in the pandemic, I saw this statistic that since last March, the amount of content published on LinkedIn has doubled in one year. Wow. So if you thought it was bad before, it's, <laughs> it's, it's twice as bad now. So I think the, the thing that's pressing on every organization, every individual, every entrepreneur is how can we be heard? How can we be seen? How can we be found? And uh, look, I, am a, I take accountability for me and my brand and my business, but things are getting hard. Yeah. And I don't want to be a victim, right? I want to figure this out. And so what I figured out is we need to focus on momentum. It's something that's never really been applied to an individual or a business in a systematic way before. And uh, so, but, but all the dots connect. So you mentioned known and personal brand. I talk very specifically in this book how your momentum in some ways depends on your personal brand, right? If, if, if you're starting from scratch and nobody's heard of you, you're going to have a harder time getting the awareness that you need, getting the help from mentors that you need. But if you've been working on your personal brand and people have heard of you, you can ask for bigger favors that lead to bigger levels of momentum. So in this book, you talk about the many examples of people that have kind of started, as you said, from scratch, but even worse than a level playing field. Right? Yes. They have a lot stacked against them. Right, right. And you talk about how to build momentum to overcome those odds. You mm -hmm. want to talk about some of those uh, flashpoint type of uh, things? Well, I think that ultimately this is, this is a book of hope because what I've shown through lots of research, years of research and lots of case studies. Um, one thing I didn't mention in the book is uh, I, I, I talk about, the person who um, started a lot of this research, a guy named Robert Merton, back in 1968, he started this research. And his research assistant at the time was a lady named Harriet Zimmerman, who became his wife. And so Robert Merton is, is, is dead now. I was trying to trace down. He, he, he talked about we can, we can overcome these disadvantages if we find these countervailing processes, but he didn't say what they were. So I called his son. I said, I'm, write, I'm writing this book about your dad and I'm obsessed. He didn't say what they were. He said, well, I'm not really the person you need to talk to. 
you need to talk to my stepmother. She was the research assistant who did all the work. <laughs> she sent me all this unpub these unpublished papers wow. to try to show me what they had uncovered. So I went through a lot, down a lot of rabbit holes. And what I found is <clears throat> it's not, momentum isn't like you think. You don't need to have a lot of money in the bank. You don't need to have a Harvard education. Those things can help. Absolutely, they can. But anyone can create an advantage by following an idea, pursuing an idea, and seeing if it applies to something that's going on in our society, something that's shifted, something that's changed. A new need uh, that's underserved or unmet is emerging. Is the time right for me to do this? And so really, if you step back and you look at this pattern, it's like, oh, well, anybody could do this. There's, there's, you, you don't need any special resources uh, to do that. So I think that's the power of this, um, of this book. Well, one of the aspects of the book that I absolutely loved was how you have applied this principle to some really excellent causes. Hmm. Um, we discussed one of them um, a moment ago, 3DE schools. Yeah. So could you talk a little bit about them and this whole idea of applying? Yeah. Well, one of the things that this book was a, became a very deeply personal mission um, because one side of me, that's an important part of my life is for the last 13 years, I've been very active mentoring kids in, in a disadvantaged part of our, of our city. If you look at a map of the highest crime rate in the city, it's right where they live. They're living in the middle of gangland. And so I've sort of adopted this family. There's six, seven, eight kids, depending on how you measure things. <laughs> <laughs> And um, so as each one of them has come along, we're, we've just sort of taken them under our wing and tried to just help them make good decisions in their lives. And one of the things that haunted me about this book is I, I had two audiences in mind. Number one is you. <laughs> All right. So you're someone who I'm connected with. You're someone who enjoys my books. And most important, you can apply what you learn and you have applied my ideas to your own life, to your own business and the people that you work with. So that's a big audience for me. But I also had in mind this family living in, you know, not poverty, but one step above poverty. They're, they're, it's a fragile existence. Let's put it that way. And does this apply to them? Does this really apply to everybody? And at the end of the book, I just had this realization that the answer is no. That in fact, every business book, every self-help book is in some way elitist because it assumes you have the money to buy the book. You have assumes you have the time to read the book, that you have the resources to, to, to apply and activate the ideas in this book. And I look at the daily hurricane that these people live in and it just, it's, it's, they need, there's gotta be some sort of intervention. And that was a, you know, what I talk about at the end of the book is what is that intervention that matters? Well, let's go right back to the beginning. 
What starts momentum is some random thing, some random act. It could be a conversation. It could be someone answers a question for you, inspires you. It could be a speech you see on YouTube, a book you read. It could be someone who encourages you. I was in a clubhouse room the other day and someone came to the stage and he said, Mark, I saw you were here. I just wanted to say thank you. I was an adult student. I went back to college. I was, I was ready to drop out. I just didn't think I could do it. I was going to drop out for a second time. I was in this class. You were a guest lecturer. And after class, you stayed and answered all my questions. And after listening to all everything I had to say, you looked at me and you said, I know you are going someplace. I can see how you're thinking and you are thinking the right. You have a marketing mind. You are going to be great. He said, no one had ever said that to me before. Nobody ever saw anything in me before. That gave me the courage to finish my degree. Now I work in marketing. I've got a great job. I'm happy. I'm, I've got money to raise my family. And I didn't know that would send that sort of ripple, but that was a spark of hope. That created an initial advantage for him, just encouragement. So it doesn't have to be money necessarily. Now you mentioned the 3D, 3DE program at the, at the high school. So this is the same idea where this was a school, it was the worst high school uh, by any measure in Atlanta, one of the worst in the whole country, crime, absenteeism, uh, just violence, everything you can think of. And Junior Achievement created this special new program with a partnership with local businesses and literally a group of volunteers who came in and what they did is they they created a curriculum that was based on real life. So to solve business problems, uh, they would use writing skills, presentation skills, math, history, sociology. So it all made sense. It all came to all life. Relevant. It's all relevant. And by the time they graduated, they worked on 16 different projects and then went into an internship. And they have then the percentage of students that are going to college from that school is higher than the national average. <laughs> but, the, but the most exciting thing to me is that the, the kids say, we have hope. Now, as I was going down this rabbit hole, what I learned, this theme came out that the future really is our children and our children need to know that they're worthy, that they, they can accomplish things. And not only be told, but, by, but be supported over a period of time so that they know that they can do it. And that's something that is within any of us. Again, it doesn't take money necessarily. It doesn't take a new school. They didn't build a new school. They didn't build a new science lab. They didn't, you know, build a new football field. They had volunteers encouraging people. That's what changed these lives around. And that's something that any of us can do. So that's sort of how I end my book to say, okay, here's what we've learned about momentum. And if you're a millionaire, it's sort of easy to keep that momentum going. If you come from a blue collar black background, sort of like I do, you got to work a little harder. And some people in our society aren't surfing a wave at all. 
they're being pulled down by the undertow. And for those people, we have an opportunity to create sparks of momentum for them, just like people along the way helped us. And so that's, that's the unusual call to action at the end of the book. It is. It's a, it's a unique ending to a business book. I don't think I've ever seen it. It is. It is. <laughs> Someone wrote me the other day. Uh, they said, this is the first time I read the, a business book and ended up crying at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, it, it was. I didn't, it was I didn't anticipate that. <laughs> it was surprising and it was wonderful. And, yeah. you know, not, not at all out of character for you. I know that, but um what were some of the other organizations that you highlight um, besides 3DE? Yeah. Well, there are mentoring organizations similar to the one that I belong to. The one I, uh, the way I started getting involved with this family is that I love being a parent. I, I have good parenting skills. My children went away to college. I was an empty nester. And I thought, I don't want to waste those skills. The world needs good parents. So I heard about this organization. You get connected with children whose parents are in prison. Hmm. And so uh, they gave me a profile of several kids. They started reading the essay that the first little boy wrote. I said, stop right there. He's the one. <laughs> I know he's the one. Was this Elijah? That was Elijah. He was seven years old. And, uh, you know, he was this you know, scrawny little kid with a great big smile and lots of energy. And um, my, my commitment was to spend one hour a week with him for uh, one hour a week with him for a year. And uh, we're still together 13 years later. And now he has a full college scholarship at the University of Missouri. And uh, then his brother was next and his brother got a full scholarship to college. Awesome. And now he's got more coming down the line and we're just trying to be involved in a way that just, just tries to guide. I mean, you know, it's, we're just trying to guide them to make good decisions. That's the, I mean, that's really all you can do um, because they're being pulled in a lot of bad directions. Sure. It's all around them. And, um, so, so far we're two for two. We've got a long way to go. <laughs> um, and, and by the way, you know, it's, it, they're, they're surrounded. It's not just us. They're surrounded by a wonderful support system. And we just, you know, we just try to do our best to lend a hand where we can. Well, you're certainly a role model for people in many different dimensions, Mark. And uh, that, that's really a wonderful one to know about. So I got to believe <clears throat> that you've got another book or books up your sleeve already in the works, probably being researched as we speak. Uh, is there anything you can talk about yet or not? Oh, you know, it's the reason I laughed is because um, I've been doing quite a few interviews lately because of the new book and almost everybody asked me that question. Well, of course. And I don't really have a good answer question. for it. <laughs> All I can say is, um, is, um, you know, this is this is nine and 10 seems like a really good number. That would be a good legacy kind of number. Um, I will say most important that I, I, I never have a goal to write a book. I, I it's, it's not OK. This is the year to write a book. The, writing a book for me is is completely exhausting. It, it takes it literally takes every bit of mental, physical, psychological energy out of me. 
And it's a huge commitment for me and my family and my business in a way. So um, I, I have to be inspired with a huge idea that will help lots of people. That is the type of book that I write. Um, I don't know what that is right now. I mean, there are a lot of fascinating things going on in the world. Um, you know, with, with this latest book, it, it's probably the closest I've come to really a self-help kind of book. <laughs> I think there's a lot of sort of spirituality weaved through the book. Yeah. So it, 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 is, it is a little different for me. And people are responding to that. People are deeply, deeply moved by this book. And, and you, you never know till it's out there. I thought it was a really good book. I did not expect that people would cry at the end. <laughs> never saw that one coming. But truly, uh, people are saying, this makes sense. It's, it, it makes me see the world in a new way. Because when you recognize this pattern, you start seeing it in people. You start seeing it in organizations and businesses. One person who read the book said, I have this business and we're, we've just been sort of stuck. And then when I thought about your model, now I know exactly why we're stuck. Because hmm. we've sort of like got to a certain point And now I know the next thing we need to do to get to the next level. So um, that is very rewarding to me that, that it is a book that, that seems to really mean something to people. And it's, it's, it's absolutely helping them. Well, Mark, um, I so greatly appreciate uh, the effort that you put into all this and the results that you've come out with. The books are just incredible. And, you know, I, I continue to recommend them to as many people as I can. And so thank you for all of that wonderful work. And, uh, and really, you know, I know your heart is trying to help people in, mm -hmm. in lots of different ways, right? Not just, you know, Elijah's family, but all these business people that have been able to learn from you and take advantage and, and, and help their own businesses. So, you know, um, thank you for having that kind of a heart and uh, for all the work that you've done. Well, thank you. Thank you for your support and your kind words today. And uh, uh, let's just, let's just keep in touch because I'm fascinated by your projects too. Well, thank you. Well, there'll be more to come on that. Okay. Thanks, Thanks Brian. Mark.